among humankind across all times and cultures, Emmanuel. We call out to you from the earth and thank you for all that you have done and all that you are. We thank you for being present within us and among us, and for guiding our souls on the course that leads to immortality. We reach out to you with our hearts and minds and plead for your direct intervention and assistance, your direct reign over our lives and the lives of the nations. Fill us with your hope, faith, and love that we might shine as stars, illuminating this plane with your presence and your spirit. Amen. Next I'd like to read an excerpt from the IA. The hidden manna is guidance for the individual reader and seeker, introducing each soul to a step-by-step -step initiation of consciousness into the knowledge of the way from heaven. It is for the few and the teachings are given in a way intended to weed out those who cannot climb the mountain of Emmanuel to meet with the I Am, and thereby become immortal beings of spirit and truth. An intentional community is a group of people coming together who follow a similar path or believe similar things in order to share that and to share their lives together. And also to make things easier for everybody. It's a fact that when you come together and everybody puts in equal effort and equal resources, the whole benefits. The early Christians lived this way. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read a section from the Bible, from Acts 2, 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the early Christians lived a communal lifestyle. They came together, they shared everything together, and thus everybody benefited. Those who were, who were without food gained access to food. Those who had excess food provided that. Uh, you can read further in the Bible if you'd like to find out a little bit more. Christians these days don't always live that way. And when they do, it's often under, under the thumb of some oppressive cult leader who uh, claims an anointing and then takes liberties and makes rules straight out of hell, stuff that's not even in the Bible. Uh, but that doesn't mean that all Christian communities have missed the mark. There are still Christian communities out there living communally 
and doing it right. Now there are at least 15 different references to communal living in the IA. I'm going to read one of those right now. It is good and well that the faithful should organize outings, seeking to bring the shy and introverted out of themselves through compassion and familial love. It is perfectly acceptable to form gaming or paranormal groups, bowling leagues, bike riding clubs, mutual martial arts clubs, even literal fight clubs, and have movie nights. Always be quick to gather for communal meals. Let those who have much seek to help those who have little, that they might take part in outings, even vacations. But also let those with skills be eager to share and patiently teach that the poor or unskilled might be uplifted and edify the whole. When there are those among you who are physically unwell, it can be a challenge. Pray over them and go that extra distance to assist them to participate as much as is possible in the group activities. If one of your members is dying, gather around them and pray. Pray them across when possible and pray them upward when in meeting thereafter. Let not the grieving one grieve in isolation, but surround them in quiet regard and steadfast love. It is of great benefit that trusted and affirmed members should even seek to live in nearness and where temperaments permit communally. That's just one of 15 examples, but the commune is not the only type of intentional community. Another type of intentional community is a monastery where people come together for a little bit different lifestyle, a lifestyle of prayer and devotion. And with the commune, it's a little bit different. It's not, it's not always focused solely on that. But in both cases, the people come together to live together and support each other in their ideals and in their belief system and also monetarily and financially and they all share and they all benefit. Another type of intentional community is a kibbutzim. It was originally instituted in Israel in the 20th century as the uh, different uh, migrations of Jews came in to the area. And a lot of them were driven by persecution, uh, poverty. Uh, there were several pogroms in uh, Russia that drove Jews to the area as well. And when they got there, they were poor, they were without skills, and they were in a desert. And so they figured out how to come together and support and edify each other, and they made the desert bloom. And the early models of the kibbutzim were what we would term as a little bit more communistic. Nobody owned anything. Um, everything was shared in common. As a matter of fact, the children were even considered in common then they slept in a common house they were not raised by their parents but they were raised by people in rotating shifts so that the entire community basically raised the children later generations decided they didn't want to raise their children when they were raised that way and so that model eased up into a less completely communistic way and started to become a little bit more family oriented as the time went by one well-known form of intentional community was the so-called Feinhorn experiment, um, where a group of people came together and gathered around a woman who had received 
guidance from her inner voice to do certain things and to teach certain things and these people came together and they created a community where the ideal was love and like the Bible says it's easy to love your friends and your family but the person who can love their enemy is doing something extraordinary. As a Urian I don't totally support the Feinhorn methodology because uh, as a Urian I don't believe in the worship of nature, I believe in the worship of God. Uh, but we do acknowledge um, the Fey Kingdom within Urianism. Uh, we just don't see it as something to worship. But the uh, philosophy of love and the acts of love that were done in the Feinhorn experiment were quite remarkable. Um, they talked about as they would dig in the ground they would the, the love would flow and their prayer would flow into the ground and they would cherish and, and pray over and love each individual plant and the results were quite remarkable. I mean the, the vegetables that they produced, the trees they produced were extraordinary. They're huge, they're gigantic and it leads me to the conclusion that when you nurture the individual in an environment, a communal environment of love and support, you create giants. You create ascendant beings. Now these are not the only types of intentional communities that can be created. One of the first monasteries was a group of philosophers from Greece got together um, and it it was very popular for a while and several of them sprang up and then of course Christians started several monasteries as uh, as they grew um, Buddhists have started monasteries and many other religions have started monasteries and the monastic way of life is not for everybody but for some people is extremely beneficial the Orion ideal would be as Uranianism itself, kind of a hybrid, where we take elements of some and pull them together, the key element being centered on God, centered on the love of God, obedient to the principles of the IEA, which by that I mean the 20 laws, and for the purpose of educating and edifying people in a supportive environment for ascension, to help create a society that is centered on upward mobility, centered on movement towards God, movement towards the light, rather than this grinding machine of reincarnation that we live in currently. It grinds the soul down in negativity and oppression, where tyranny is rearing its ugly head and trying to put its thumb on all of humanity. A cooperative, communal situation centered on love of God and love of each other and even love of those that try to oppress us would be a tonic, an antidote to the system. And the goal is to come together in a spirit-centered life, working in common to elevate the soul and in common purpose to reunite heaven with the earth. That's it for tonight's episode. Thank you for joining me. Join us next week when I will have another edition of the Iran Report. God bless you.
Oh, 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 oh,